Hello and welcome to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan. This On Air podcast features attorneys from Myrick O'Connell, a full-service law firm with offices in Worcester, Westboro, and Boston. Today's guest is attorney Tom Flaws. Tom and I will discuss protecting personal injury victims in the era of coronavirus or COVID-19. Tom, thanks for joining me on On Air with Myrick O'Connell this morning. Thanks for having me, Howard. I, I appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you. First question. What is the focus of your practice? Yeah, it is very specific and focused. Uh, we have a small group at the firm that focuses on uh, representing folks who've suffered life-changing events at the hands of, of someone else who's at fault. Or we also represent families of folks who have passed away in, in wrongful death cases, uh, whether it's car crashes or, or trucking accidents or construction site accidents. Um, our real focus is on the, the serious uh, catastrophic injury cases and trying to get those folks back on their feet. What are the challenges of representing your clients and injury victims while the country and Massachusetts is in a coronavirus COVID-19 shutdown? Well, Howard, first, I, I would say that we have challenges, and I don't mean to suggest that our challenges are anything like the uh, the frontline responders, the, the nurses, the doctors, the folks working at grocery stores and pharmacies that really are doing the critical work to keep to keep people uh, healthy, keep people fed, and, and just perform um, critical work. But, but we do have challenges, um, and the biggest one is really that there's nothing face-to-face. It's challenges like people in any other industry face. Anything where you have to be face-to-face with a person, like a trial, like an in-person deposition, uh, things like that, they just don't happen right now. We're able to make a lot of changes on the fly and do a lot of things remotely. I had two depositions yesterday uh, that went forward remotely, and that's okay. We, we can make adjustments and do that, but things like trials, you just can't you can't socially distance 14 jurors it just doesn't work that way so the uh the supreme judicial court has understandably pushed off all trials um now it looks like jury trials at least are pushed off through june um because they've recognized that this just isn't going to be possible in the uh, in the near future how are your clients responding to that because very often they're severely distraught injured in many different ways I guess it hasn't really hit home to folks a whole lot yet. I haven't had any trials myself that have been pushed off because of this. It's coming. And people people generally have been pretty understanding when things get pushed off because they recognize that we're just in uncharted territory. And, uh, you know, that, that public health and safety has to come first. And if, you know, and if their trial is, is a bit later than it would have been, they're not necessarily thrilled about it. We wouldn't expect them to be. But they, uh, they're pretty understanding and know there's often nothing we can do. So when you're representing these folks who have life-altering injuries and incidents that happen to them, how is your everyday soup-to-nuts brass tacks different from the way it would normally be if we didn't have COVID-19 at this point? Well, they're just, it gets back to the face-to-face part of the practice. You know, you, you, you meet somebody who may have a case to bring and you, you know, you set up an appointment, you bring them into the office, you sit down with them, you go over everything. We don't do that now, you know, but we've found that we're able to make some pretty effective changes on the fly. Um, Often that initial client meeting can be sooner. 
Um, if, if somebody calls me, rather than setting up an appointment for two or three days from now, we can set up a Zoom call in 20 minutes. Hmm. Yeah. We're able to do most things remotely. I mean, thankfully, this isn't 100 years ago. And uh, technology is at a point where if you need documents signed, you email them to a person. Um, if you need to have a, uh, you want to see somebody's face, you hop on a Zoom call with them. Um, so a lot of things can be done remotely. I, uh, I guess old-fashioned in some ways, and that I like sitting across the table from a person, meeting them face-to-face, shaking their hand, and, um, and, and really digging into what kind of case they have. And that, that can't happen. But like I said before, these are... These are small problems compared to what a lot of other folks are dealing with. Do you have any incoming cases involving COVID-19? I've talked to a lot of folks that have had COVID-19 related incidents. And the COVID-19 litigation is going to take a number uh, of forms. I quite frankly don't see a lot of litigation coming against doctors, hospitals, nursing homes for a couple of reasons. One is you often look at a, a potential very sad incident, but you say, what's the, what's the doctor or the nurse uh, or the nursing home supposed to do differently? These folks are in absolutely an emergency situation and um, there's COVID-19 in these nursing homes and hospitals and uh, it's just often unavoidable. Uh, But the other reason I don't see a lot of litigation coming uh, with respect to those places is the governor and the legislature have gotten together and there's some legislation coming that'll protect them. And uh, if there's an injury uh, in a hospital or a nursing home that's COVID-19 related, there will be protections by law uh, for the um, medical professionals. So that's one area where I don't see a lot. Um, I think the biggest area where we will see litigation is uh, a lot of businesses have insurance policies. And a part of that coverage that they have is business interruption insurance. And businesses are going out of business. We see this, they're losing tons of money. Businesses that have been in place uh, or in open for years, they just aren't equipped to handle months and months of not being able to open. And they have insurance for it. There are some exclusions on these policies. We're already seeing where insurance companies are trying to get out of paying these business owners because um, they'll, they'll claim that a virus, there's no coverage and, and things like that. But business owners are understandably not taking that lying down. And there's a lot of litigation coming with insurance companies on these business interruption uh, claims. And they'll also be kind of a third basket, I guess, that, that I would just put it in, uh, in terms of litigation will be folks that are injured in other ways. Uh, I'll give you an example. Somebody's injured in a car crash and they have a serious injury and they go to the hospital. They contract COVID-19 while they're in the hospital. Well, when you injure a person, you're responsible for all foreseeable damages that the person may incur. So while in that hypothetical, it may start with a broken leg. Well, it's foreseeable that that person is going to get an infection when they're in the hospital. So that's, I don't really consider that COVID-19 uh, litigation, but, but the virus figures into cases like that. So those are kind of the three areas where I see little to a lot of litigation coming. 
not to put you on the spot, but what types of cases are you seeing right now without obviously breaching confidentiality? Every lawyer that does plaintiff's work seems to develop kind of a couple of niche areas over the years. One of them for me uh, is dram shop cases. Bars and restaurants are not allowed to serve alcohol to folks who are uh, visibly intoxicated. That's the standard. If a person's visibly intoxicated, uh, a bar or restaurant serves them alcohol and they go out and crash their car or do something else that's, um, that's kind of a foreseeable consequence of that, the bar and restaurant can be responsible. We've had a lot of success over the years in, in handling cases like that. Construction site accidents uh, are another one. Um, all too often, folks are very seriously hurt um, on construction jobs. And and one where I have always done a lot of work that, that not as many people do is um, negligent security uh, and victims' rights uh, type of work, whether it's sexual assaults or violent crime uh, as a result of, of negligent security. Uh, I've always kind of had a niche in handling cases like that. Do you think, Tom, that the downturn in the economy, uh, and that's putting it mildly, the term downturn, we're having a crisis here, will impact the ability of injured folks to bring personal injury cases and to recover? The short answer is not really, because generally recovery in these cases uh, is from insurance companies. And I don't think that that there are going to be a lot of, of insurance companies that go out of business uh, in, in the in the midst of this crisis. They're still collecting premium dollars. And to the extent that they have to pay claims, there'll be claims that they've already collected premiums for. An issue can come up with, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a shock when we see a lot of bankruptcy. Bankruptcy by a defendant in an injury case can throw a real wrench in the case even if there is insurance that's backing the, the person or company that files for, for bankruptcy. Now, a lot of times you can still bring the case, but it does complicate things. And while I haven't seen it happen in any of my cases yet, I can tell you it's coming. Uh, the cases where um, there's a defendant and you're, you're proceeding along as normal on a case, and then you find out one day they've filed for bankruptcy, and then you have to deal with that. So I, I guess that's really the only area that I see a, a, an impact on an injury victim's ability to recover. I, I was thinking of that as well, Tom, the impact of bankruptcies right now. Well, we want to thank you, Tom, uh, for being with us. Uh, did you want to add one last item? Well, I'd, I'd just say what I think a lot of people are saying right now is and just hope everybody stays safe out there. This is uh, not something any of us have planned for, and it, it, we're in different times. Yeah. You know, we hope everybody follows the guidelines that uh, the state's given us and uh, and stays safe. And, and hopefully the, the world is back on its feet, so to speak, before too long. Very well put. And the fact that you said we are in different times, I think that really sums it up. Very few words, but that's really the bottom line. It is going to be quite a while before life pre-COVID-19 comes back, in my opinion. You know, I, I don't see how we have a, a, a normal life at any time in the in the next you know year or two i mean if if they announce tomorrow that uh sports are going to happen again uh, are you, are you going to go to fenway park with 35,000 people i don't think so um that's that's not going to happen for for a while so unfortunately i think we're in this for the long haul we want to tell you that today's guest, the person that you've been listening to right now on on air with Myrick O'Connell has been attorney Tom Flaws. Tom, we appreciate 
the time that you're taking to appear with us today. How can folks contact you with questions and concerns? The best way to find us in the injury group at Myrick O'Connell um, is go to the website injury.myrickoconnell.com. That's a, a special site that we have at the firm for um, our practice and for injury victims. You can learn how, by the way, Tom and his colleagues at Myrick O'Connell can assist you with your business and personal legal needs by visiting myrickoconnell.com. I'm Howard Kaplan. On behalf of Myrick O'Connell and attorney Tom Flaws, thanks for joining us and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. It is intended to inform you of developments in the law and to provide information of general interest. It is not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. This podcast may be considered advertising under the rules of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. (laughs) 